Hey there, friends. Welcome to the CFC Leadership Podcast, where we focus on everything campus ministry, college ministry, and young adult ministry related. Whether you're already working in one of these ministry areas, thinking about starting a ministry, or you just have a burden for this age group, this podcast is meant just for you. I'm your host, Kyle Austin, and now it's time to join with us in today's conversation. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about five things that young adults are searching for. Now, as we've ministered to college-age young people for the last nine years with Collegians for Christ and then seven years prior to that working with teenagers, we've always wanted to try to look into the current time and in that generation and say, what is impacting them? How can we best reach them? And what are they looking for? And we think about stuff back in 2010. It's totally different than maybe what young people are facing in 2021. But I believe as young people are searching for these five elements, I believe if we can provide these through the ministries of our uh, local churches and through the college ministries that we have, we will have a place that young adults are not only searching for, but will naturally gravitate to. So let me give you the first one is this. They are searching for hope. Now, we know even beyond the young adult age, really, America, our country, our world is searching for hope. But people ask me often, what is one word or how would you describe uh, this age group or what is one word you would use to describe them? And I could say they're like sponges. They're just absorbing everything around them. But I think over the last few years of watching and really seeing what is going on in the hearts and minds of our young people, I would say is this is hopelessness. You know, you see the statistics. Uh, Suicide is the second leading cause of death among 18 to 24-year-olds. We see suicide attempts. We see uh, successful suicides through uh, on campuses across the country. Uh, We see depression, anxiety, uh, drug overdoses. All of this is is just increasing every year. I've been in meetings with counseling centers at various campuses and also Dina students, and their greatest concern, even this past, this past beginning of the fall semester, the Dina students said our great, one of our greatest concerns is the mental well-being of our young people. Why is that? You have to think from kindergarten all the way through, many of our young people are taught this humanistic, naturalist kind of worldview. It's really atheist uh, worldview that you're here by natural processes. Uh, You're here by accident, ultimately. Uh, You're just the uh, result of accident and evolution. And so, therefore, your life has no value. Your life has no purpose. And because of that, there is a sense of what? Hopelessness. That's all that can equate. And so as we see the young people today, they are searching for hope. You see, they're looking for healing in a society that is broken, and they're looking for direction in a society that is so divisive and hurtful, and uh, a culture that's so very confused. Secondly, they're looking for this, truth. They are searching for truth. I said earlier, they're like sponges. They're absorbing everything around them. Think of that. What's going to be around them that they're going to absorb? You know, young adults are wide open and very open to hearing about the gospel. Sometimes we think about the younger generation. Oh, they don't want to hear it. They're not interested. But in their pursuit of truth, they're very interested in hearing about the gospel. The problem is, it's the most strategic demographic to reach, the young adult, the college student, but it's also the most neglected demographic from ministries within the church. We see that because uh, young people are dropping out of church. Uh, 64% between the ages of 18 to 22 uh, will quit attending church. 
during that age stage, those who were faithful, think about this, 52 to 63% will completely reject their faith that were born-again Christians at freshmen, by the time they go through four years of college, will completely reject their faith. What is going on with obviously there's a battle? And obviously, you and I as believers hold the truth, but there are other people, other worldviews, other ideologies that are out there aggressively pushing their agenda, their worldview, and it is affecting, obviously, uh, Christian young people. And many times, as young people are searching for truth, they just need somebody who's willing to engage them with truth. Now, uh, the Barna Group puts out great material. They've put out books and studies and surveys and research over the years, just really trying to key in on the younger generation. And they put out a one recently in 2019 entitled Faith for Exiles. David Kinnaman, and I can't remember who the co-author was with him, but the book is powerful. And it's really, you see, the other books are looking at the negative, which is not their fault. That's the reality of the stats. But they take this book and say, okay, what about those 36% that stayed in church? Those that hung in, what made them stick? Why did they stick? And they begin to piece information and take uh, surveys and so forth. And they had this to say as they kind of put a consensus around uh, some of these issues. It says this, the church is one of the least demanding environments for young people in terms of what they are asked to do mentally and emotionally and of what is expected of them when it comes to serving and giving. Yet one of the most hopeful findings in our research is this. Young, exemplar Christians are more willing to be challenged than the church is willing to challenge them. Think about that. They're wanting to grow. They're wanting to be challenged. Yet you and I as the church are not quite living up to their expectations. We're not giving them enough homework, if you will. We're not giving them enough uh, service opportunities. We're not challenging them enough uh, in the areas of their spiritual life and their faith that they want to be. It went on to say this. We need to teach critical thinking, how to evaluate and understand propaganda, fake and real, truth and post-truth, worldview and theology, and so much more. We should offer classes and courses and seminars on all sorts of the topics tailored to the pressures and questions of young Christians, of what young Christians are actually experiencing. So we talk about the negative a lot. You know, 52, 63% are, are rejecting their faith. 64% are dropping out of church. But what about the 36% that are staying in church? A recent survey was done through campus ministries, and it found out this. Uh, 71% said belonging to a campus ministry was most helpful in cultivating their faith. Shows you the need of having these ministries on college campuses. 60% want more resources on scripture study and 52% want guidance on prayer. What does all this reveal to you? I mean, it's just numbers, but it reveals this. They are hungry and they are searching for truth. They desire to know how to pray. They desire to know how to understand the Word of God, how to study the Word of God, and they want opportunities to live out their faith. And so the question is, who will give them the hope that they're searching for and also the truth? Thirdly, they are searching for community. One person said students are not looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. A huge aspect of what CFC does is community. We understand building community, uh, whether it's via mentor-type relationships or whether it is via just other like-minded young people where they can get around, build relationships, and be encouraged and strengthened to know there are other young people just like them 
who are in the same situation, facing the same battles. They can share that. They can build relationships. They can also have these mentor relationships where people that are older than them and have had more life experience can share that with them. They can lean on that. They can glean from uh, how they're living their life and someone to look to and to talk to. They're looking for people, not just a place. They want people there that they can build relationships with. And so young adults are willing and wanting to be mentored by those older than themselves. And so we say this uh, as far as uh, kind of our training and so forth, do life and include them in it. Just do whatever you normally do in life. If you're a leader or if you're someone who's helping in a young adult ministry or in a college ministry, do your life with your kids and your family and invite them to do life with you. And so they're searching for community, and that is vital that you and I foster this place. And sometimes I think we get this idea. Um, community, that's a waste of time. We always need to be teaching and we need to be gathering together, praying, and all these are important. It must be some type of worship service. We must be serving. But those times when you can just get outside of the normal setting of the class or the church and get together with the group, get together with the guys and guys, girls and girls, but just get out of that setting and kind of get together to hang out. Man, the relationships just start building quickly and you get to know these young people. They get to know you and man, the questions will begin to come up. Uh, the deep thoughts and I mean all these things will begin to facilitate uh, through this community. Fourthly, they're searching for a safe place. A safe place to do what? To express doubt and ask questions. And they desire to get answers, right? Remember the top reasons given over and over again for dropping out of church and forsaking their faith uh, is this. It is unresolved or unanswered doubt. Think about that. So many young people will walk away from church, reject their faith, all because of this unresolved or unanswered doubt. That same book, Faith for Exiles, went on to say this, a significant percentage of young people leave the church because they feel it is doubtless and incapable of helping them handle their doubt. They feel that instead of engaging them in their space of questioning, the church tries to steamroll and look past their legitimate doubts. Think about that. In contrast, environments that help young people effectively talk through their doubt are places young people love to be. So they have these questions, these doubts. I mean, you have to think about it. When you were their age, 18 to 22, and you're taking all that mom, dad, and the pastor, youth pastor have said to you, or maybe you didn't even come from a, a Christian background, and you begin to get out in the workplace, and school, and class, you begin to rub shoulders with these different worldviews, and these different thoughts, and these different people, and you begin to say, what am I going to make mine? Is mom and dad's faith real? Is it going to be something I'm going to make for me? And they're going through all these processes, and trying to formulate what is going to be mine? What am I going to own? And so you and I need, and what I'm trying to say is through that, questions come up. Doubts arise. And let me say this, doubts are not bad. You see, doubt does this. Doubt forces a pursuit of truth. And so doubt is not always bad. Now, it can lead to the rejecting of someone's faith, but I see doubt as an opportunity to help a young person grow tremendously. I would rather work with someone doubting than someone who's unwilling to ask the questions and has just accepted everything and is just kind of just humdrum, uh, mundane going through life. I'd rather work with that young person who's sincerely asking the questions and we can walk through and, and answer those and, and uh, get helps and get resources 
verses and look at it scripturally and biblically and so forth, because then they have that opportunity to grow. You see, they're going through a pursuit of truth. Remember, they're already searching for hope, truth. And so when we can facilitate that in a place of community, that is a safe place that encourages. You and I need to have a place that encourages questions, encourages that we can help them find the answers and never look down on them for asking uh, asking questions, asking hard questions. You and I all, we would be a liar if we said we've never doubted in our Christian life. And so you and I must provide opportunities and a safe place for young adults to ask questions and express their doubts. And that's why apologetics needs to be some, uh, maybe not completely uh, apologetic-led, but there needs to be some level of apologetics within our teaching, uh, within our ministry, to help young people answer these questions. It doesn't mean you have to have a master's or a Ph.D. in apologetics. Apologetics. We all, there's great resources uh, that are available. We have resources through the free Bible studies that we offer through our website. Some of those are geared apologetically. Uh, but it, when somebody has a question and you don't know the answer to it, then you should ask the question and you both should find the answer to that question. Then in both people's uh, faith has been strengthened. And then lastly, they're looking for a place to grow their faith. So look, they're looking for hope. They're looking for truth a place of community. And within that community, they want a safe place where they can express their doubt and uh, have their uh, questions answered. And then through all of that, they want a place that they can grow. Remember, they want to be challenged. We're not challenging them enough. That was the consensus of the young people themselves, saying the church is the least demanding environment. You have to think about it like this, especially when we're looking at college students. Many of them are going to college. They're, they're taking class, upper level classes in mathematics and history uh, and the sciences, and they are being challenged in those studies, those academic areas. And then on the spiritual side, we don't challenge them. I mean, have they ever had any Christian homework or any spiritual homework? You say, what is that? Why would we even, we're not challenging them enough. We're not giving them something. We're giving them a little bit for 30 minutes on a Sunday. And we're saying, here, there you go. We pray you apply it. But what they're wanting is some study, some tools, some resources that can really help facilitate growth in their life. And then with that, they need places and avenues to serve. So whether it's the ministries of your church, you get your college ministry or young adult ministry involved in, mission trips, just help them to get in the uh, uh, serving at a nursing home with the older generation, kind of keeps them humble at maybe a homeless shelter. I mean, the ideas are unlimited, but give them places to where they can serve because guess what? If we don't challenge them, they're going to get bored. Now, what do you do when you get bored? I know what I do. I quit doing whatever makes me bored. I go find something else to do. And so if they're getting bored in the church or they're getting bored in their Christian life, and, and the reason being we're not challenging them enough, you and I need to recognize that. And we need to put things in place that would and challenge them and give them ways to really step up. And, you know, if, they, if they're really wanting to provide those opportunities and the ones that don't aren't, I mean, we understand that. So we have uh, five things that young adults are looking for. They're looking for hope. They're looking for truth, community. They're looking for a place that is safe for them to express their doubt and get their questions answered. And they're looking for a place where they can grow their faith. And so when you and I can provide an environment or a ministry that offers these five key elements, then you and I have a place that young adults not only are going to want to be a part of, they're going to love to be a part of. And while they're a part of, they're going to grow. And guess what? They're going to attract their friends. And we're going to have this uh, not fruitful in the sense of numbers, but fruitful in the sense of spiritual growth 
hunger, uh, this environment that is contagious, and a unit of people, young people who are already energetic, who already want to make an impact, who already want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, are going to make a tremendous footprint. Whether it be at their campus, whether it be in your community, whether it be with their friends, God is going to use it in a mighty way. So thank you for taking time to join with us on this episode, and we'll have an interview on next week's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope this podcast has been helpful to you. If it has, please share it with a friend, or you can subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.